conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back, as are Jonathan Lally and Mitchell McDonald. Today we are talking all about the 2014 film, What We Do in the Shadows. Jonathan, I know this was one that you definitely wanted me to watch. Mitchell, you too. But why is it you guys were so adamant about me watching this? Jonathan, why don't you go first? I honestly consider it one of maybe my... Like I definitely top 10, maybe even top five, if I'd have to like start and really put a list together, which I have not of comedies. I think it's, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And I always, there's, there's a few things that I'm like, I, anyone who knows me knows I'm like an unabashed fanboy of the things I really like, you know, whether it's a piece of tech, like, uh, I had this fancy litter robot. I always tell cat owners they need to have the litter <laughs> robot. Wait, is it that big dome? It's thing the dome. That yeah. That spins around. Oh, looks God, like a spaceship. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's very expensive, but I always tell people once you get it, like it'll change your life if you have cats, especially if you have multiple cats. And I always tell people that are into comedy. I was like, you know, once you see what we do in the shadows, you you know, you'll be chasing that high. And uh, I've always felt that way about that movie. So I, I, I'm glad that we were able to finally convince you to sit down and watch it. And uh, I, I'm curious, like Mitchell, what, what are you, what, what's your experience with the movie? Are you guys big like vampire fiction fans? Like, have you seen a lot of the movies that this is riffing on? Well, so that for for me, that was kind of the funny thing is that this was a movie that satirized the whole thing. And I've like, it was coming out around the time that like, I think Twilight was winding down. And I think a lot of people were like, like, after that, yeah. Twilight was one of my least favorite things. But as far as vampire experience goes, I was watching the Vampire Diaries for probably longer than I'm comfortable admitting, but I definitely quit watching it way before it even ended. And then mm-hmm. I have, you know, obviously with Stephen King stuff, read and watched Salem's Lot. And okay. I haven't gotten to the second Salem's Lot remake or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first remake basically since the 79 one. But oh, I did boy. watch a return to Salem's Lot as well. And that was way, way worse than Salem's Lot. So that's about the extent of (laughs) my experience with vampires. I did see one of the Twilight movies in theaters, but I don't remember which one. And I remember just really not liking it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was more young adult. And I, I never watched True Blood. Like, I think my experience with vampires has always been like, Interview with the Vampire, cool. What was the other one? Uh, I love um, From Dust Till Dawn. I think From Dust Till Dawn is like holds a special place in my heart. It's just so ridiculous. And I like Blade, mm. but like that's like the very short list of vampire stuff. And then I felt like, you know, I felt like Twilight just kind of made it all young adult. And that was not where my head was at at that time. So it was not yeah. something I wanted to be a part of. And I just remember by the time this movie rolled into my life, my friend told me about it and he's like telling me, he's like, oh, we should watch this. It's really good. It's, you know, it's about vampires. And I was like, stop. I don't know if I'm like into it. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, it's, he's like, it's a mockumentary. You and I all watch the office together. Like you're going to like, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he was right. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, I've been chasing that high ever since. I feel like he, Taika Waititi, like that, that, you know, that was before Thor came out. And uh, that was my introduction to Taika Waititi's work. And, yeah. you know, as many people listening, I'm sure have seen at least one or two films of his at this point. Um, he's, he's, you know, that big, 
I feel like I don't think I've actually really seen any of the any like vampire stuff. I I missed all the Twilight movies. I never watched like Buffy. I never, haven't seen Interview with a Vampire. Haven't seen Lost Boys. Haven't really. Oh, Lost Boys. Which is yeah. so funny that I love this movie so much because a lot of the stuff it's riffing on is like tropes from those movies, but also, you know, vampire lore, which is something I'm not really familiar with, but I think that is really what makes it so good is that it takes all of these like ancient ideas and makes them it's, they're so easy to riff on and so easy to do jokes on. And it's like how they need virgins to eat and how they like can't go into places unless they're um unless they're invited or how you can't see them in the mirrors or just i think all those things are just so they're becoming bats and fighting yeah, it's bats. just there's so much <laughs> there's so much there for them to do and that's why obviously they've been able to successfully transition the movie into the they have a tv show of it that just keeps that I think is renewed and is coming back and just really expands on pretty much everything from this movie, especially the first few episodes. But yeah, I just think it's really well done. Uh, Obviously the mockumentary thing has had like a moment where it's kind of taken different shapes where you have like the office, you have stuff like this. You have my, one of my personal favorite movies ever, which is pop star. Mm, yes. Funny you mentioned that. We, My friends and I have decided that we are going as the Style Boys for one of our Comic-Con <laughs> cost group costumes. We will be doing the Style Boys and the like the maroon crewnecks and doing yeah, the donkey roll. Yep, yep. That's where we got them online. So easy costume. I went as one of them by myself. I didn't have Excellent. two compatriots when I did it for Halloween. It doesn't matter. Kinda. Still awesome. Yeah, and now I kind of just have it in my back pocket. So if I don't let have me see costume, that donkey roll, yeah, I, I absolutely feel like that. And uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like waiting for Guffman, or uh, you know, um, I think waiting. I, I, I might be thinking of the wrong. Uh, also, like the um, best in show. Yeah. You know, like I like. I've always enjoyed mockumentaries, but just never thought about it in a way that applied to something that I've kind of like had. You know, thought to jump the shark at that point afterwards because mm-hmm. everyone was chasing young teen vampire stuff. I haven't watched too many mockumentaries, I don't think. Mitchell, you did convince me to watch Popstar, and I did do that mm. a while ago. Oh, so good. Don't ask me how much I remember <laughs> of it, though, <laughs> because <laughs> I have watched so many things since then. But it's just not a format that I normally think about, you know, spending time on. It's one of those things where, like, lately... Not even The Office? I have seen lots of episodes of The Office, but I can't tell you which episodes I've seen of The Office. The Office was one of those things where I had a few friends in college who were super into it. So we would just go over to their dorm room whenever. And then, you know, next thing it's like five hours later, (laughs) we've been watching The Office until three in the morning. So that did happen, but it was never something that I personally started to dive into. And with what we do in the shadows, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I did know about the whole vampire aspect of it. And I was like, okay, at this point, I have seen a couple things by Taika now. So I was like, all right, you know, after Thor Ragnarok and the entertainment value I got from that, I'm going to give this a shot. And, you know, I've also seen Jojo Rabbit now. So I know that he makes stuff that I'm going to be entertained by. And that's kind of how I looked at it going into this because cast wise, I didn't really know who anyone was except for him and Jermaine Clement because Jermaine had been in Legion 
And that's what I had known him from. And I was like, these two guys are super weird together and I kind <laughs> of love it. So did either of you really know anything about any of the other cast members? I think for the most part, they were kind of... Only Jermaine Clement. Yeah. And, and uh, obviously the guy who plays the lead werewolf because he was the manager in Flight of the Concords, yeah. which okay. I knew... That was my introduction, yeah. and I think many people's introduction to Jermaine Clement, the genius of Jermaine Clement, yeah. was through that show. And so those were the only... I didn't know who Taika Waititi was. This was the first time I'd ever heard his name or seen him in anything. And to learn that he was actually one of the vampires as well as one of the directors was just... It was so lovely, you know? And 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 he really does have a style. And that was the only movie I'd ever seen from him. I had not gone back and, you know, I think Hunt for the Wilder People actually came out after this one did. And then he mm-hmm. did Thor Ragnarok. And mm-hmm. I just remember hearing that he was doing Thor Ragnarok, and I was such a big fan of what we do in the shadows that I was like, okay, well, this is definitely going to be different. This is going to be different, and it's going to go one of two ways, and it went the best of ways. And <laughs> uh, you know, now he has made arguably like some one of the characters that I think had just had kind of very weak solo films, and you know, was entertaining when paired with the Avengers. He made Thor this amazing character. Yeah. So yeah, I I am a huge fan of his, and I do think. But besides that, like you know, it was really just Jermaine Clement. And the and the other guy that I recognized, I didn't mm-hmm. know anyone else. And now I've seen all of these other people pop up and other things only because I've watched what we do in the shadows so many times. <laughs> I recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I knew him from uh, he he wrote and directed on Fly of the Concords because he's always been kind of part of their he's always been like part of their team of Brett, Jermaine, Restarby, him, uh, various other people, but. Um, yeah, I think this uh, this actually was the first uh, film of his that I saw because his two before were Eagle vs. Shark, which I was aware of, and Boy, which I was not aware of. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched those. They're both pretty good. I like... I haven't seen... Those are the only two I haven't seen at this point. Boy is so. good. Eagle vs. Shark is very of its time. It's very like a quirky 2000, mid-2000s indie movie in the vein of like a Juno or like a Napoleon Dynamite. It's very has those trappings i you know honestly after you know watching all of bong joon ho's movies like mm-hmm. i i've been going back and watching i just watched the host oh, and I too. and uh that that shit was wild but uh <laughs> i uh i will do the same for taika i will absolutely go and and i still yeah, feel worth like watching yeah definitely it's, it's it's definitely at least watching once like hunt for the wilder people I thought was pretty cool. I wouldn't put it on again, but if someone wanted to watch it, I would absolutely watch it. But yeah, I just feel like it's been my duty to t- I've shown so many people uh, <laughs> what we do in the shadows when they come spent. Like, you know, we still have occasionally like, you know, either friends come and spend the night with us or like a band occasionally. And there's always a few people that haven't seen it. And uh, a lot of them now, you know, have seen Jojo Rabbit, and they're going to be going back and watching this, I believe, Uh, especially since Jojo Rabbit, you know, won the Academy Award. Yeah, holy shit. You know, wow. I mean, that still (laughs) blows my mind. It it makes me it makes me like swell up with pride just because you know we've been obviously watching his stuff for a while now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's yeah. But this is honestly like yeah, I had never really heard of any of these people. And now, because of that, like, there's even people that were, like, in Thor Ragnarok that I recognized in Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. So he he definitely, st- he likes to work with certain people again. And you can, you know, obviously, I feel like any of them probably would love to work with him at this point now. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's because he's like from New Zealand and those people don't really have uh, an in to the industry of that type of industry at all outside of him. So I think when he works on these movies, he tries to be like the he tries to use his people because it's a huge opportunity for him. And he probably also really likes them and whatnot. But yeah, he's he's just a tremendous force. I was very happy to see him win the win the Oscar. It's, I think it's very deserved. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I I loved. I was either him or Greta. I think would have been great because I also loved Little Women. I think they both put like a lot of work into making those projects like their own from the source material, and I think that's awesome that he won. But yeah, I this movie is so fun. Deanna, did you did you love it or how did how how do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel like you just are like, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even asked you yet. What you, what do you think? I was very entertained by it. I mm-hmm. don't recall what I rated it. I will look as we talk here, but it was one of those things where it kind of sounds like all of us weren't super into vampires before watching this, and it was something that kind of subverted our expectations. I know yeah, it definitely did with definitely. mine. And I think because I came to this after I had already seen stuff from Taika, it was a little easier for me to not necessarily know exactly what to expect, but you know, I ended mm-hmm. up giving it a four out of five. And that surprised yeah, me because good. I wasn't into the format really before this. I don't really care for vampire stories all that much, even, you know, like I mentioned Salem's Lot earlier. It's not my favorite Stephen King thing I've ever read or watched by any means, and it's just a kind of genre of horror, so to speak, like a subgenre that I've never really dived into. It's not like I'm going around reading a ton of Anne Rice books or anything. Right, so right. I was pleasantly surprised. And I think Taika is one of those people where when you find that you like their work, it makes you want to go back and see everything else they have done. Yeah. So Thor Ragnarok was the first thing I had seen. I've seen this and I've seen Jojo Rabbit and that's it for me. So I still have to go see Hunt of the Wilder People boy and his other stuff, but I'm so invested in everything yeah. he does now. <laughs> He's one, yeah, we're 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 Taika fanboys and girls. Yes, yeah. exactly. Fan people. Yeah. Do you guys have um any favorite part i mean we could talk about the cast the uh, cast is really just a lot of local New Zealand people that he's friends with. Yeah. Pretty much it. I I could talk about favorite moments for sure. Like I've got so many, but I feel like just the intro alone where they're talking about the dishes is one of dishes. one of this is before they even before they even roll the, the title card and <laughs> they're getting ready for the meeting and he's telling then we you're like you haven't deacon you haven't done a single dish in five years or whatever and he points to it and it's just ridiculously overflowing and that's the first time he's just like, oh my god that was one of the things, but then for them to get in an argument, because like I live with roommates, I've gotten in arguments with roommates, but mm-hmm. the scene with it's just elevated so much by them like flying up into the air and hissing at each other. <laughs> um, that is a great, like, I feel like that's the best way they could have ever introed that film. So that for sure, uh, I won't list all of them because then no one else will be able to, but I, another, another one that I, another scene that I love is where. Uh, I, I forget his name. The uh, the vampire that they bring into there had a younger guy, but when he's he's complaining, he can't eat fish and he can't eat chips anymore, and he's just projectile varfing <laughs> everywhere, blood. 
I thought that he adds such an interesting dynamic to the group and his friend. Stu. His friend who works in like the really boring job, but he's like getting them on the internet and showing them <laughs> how to do things. There's so much, you know, but I, I, what about what about you, Mitchell? Like what, what kind of stuff are, do you remember sticking out? I, I was reading, I guess that the Stu character is literally one of Taika's friends. And he told him, hey, do you want to come have a bit part in this movie? And then he ends up being like one of the main, he ends up being like by the end, like everyone's favorite character. And he's just like the most boring, normal, not. Oh, so it's his friend. All. It's his, yeah. it's his, yeah, yeah. And he he was, told him, like, I, I forget his name. He told him like, don't act and just be yourself. And I work I'm just in data analytics, like sales, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. oh God. Yeah. There's his really character is great. It's a really good line where uh, Jermaine's character. His was, name's Stu Rutherford, by the way. We're, we're talking yeah, about Stu, Stu, and he's Stu, playing Stu. Yes. Ru- Stu Rutherford plays Stu, Nick's best friend, who introduces the vampires to modern technology. Is what there's Wikipedia. A, there's a there's like a throwaway line where uh, Jermaine Kelman's character, like after they learn the internet, is like, "Oh, you have to leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet." And he's like, "What are you bidding on?" He's like, "I'm bidding on a table." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then uh, at the when they go to the dance, there's one scene where they're all dancing, and it cuts to that to like a mirror at the dance, and you can only see like two of the, the two humans that are there. Oh, like the zombie? Well, I guess yeah. There's a uh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, because they're all undead. Mm-hmm. There's the zombies, there's the vampires, and I forget there's one other set of people, but it's just so smart, and it <laughs> has. It makes so many creative jokes. Uh, obviously, the werewolf uh, scene is incredible. Um, werewolves, not All swearwolves, the werewolf is great. Stuff. Yeah, and we are <laughs> we are promised. They've been saying that there is a sequel planned, which mm-hmm. is titled "We Are Wolves." Mm-hmm. Uh, with Reese Darby and all those people coming back, but you know the problem is, you know, from and, and don't get me wrong, like all the powers who take, I am so pumped, and I will watch. We know that Thor's coming next, but I sincerely, sincerely hope that because they keep talking about it, like they do, they. Like Jermaine yeah. Clement and Taika still want to do it. And I do believe that it will eventually happen. And it'll be worth it when it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. It might not be for another three or four years at this point, though. I believe, you know, between Thor and like that. And that's only assuming that like they actually get to the sequel directly. Like if that's what he really wants to do after Thor. Because well, they're doing the show. Oh, yes. exactly. And he's a producer on the show. Jermaine is the showrunner. And Taika's on it as well, I believe. Uh, he directed the pilot, I think. He directed a couple apps. He's in, they're both, there's a spoilers, but there is an episode where the three vampires from this movie make an appearance in that show. So I have that to look forward to since I have not yes. started the show. <laughs> yeah, the show's really good. I watched it's set in the same world. Yeah. Okay. It, that's, and that's what I love telling people about the show is like, hey, guess what? The show's really good too, and it's mm-hmm. not a remake. It is mm-hmm. set in the same world, just different vampires. Instead of living in New Zealand, they live in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. That is what you have to look forward to. But there there's, are so many cameos yeah, in the TV show. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have you very much have that to look forward to. And I will say it starts, it's very similar to like Parks and Rec, whereas like the first few episodes, not the whole season, luckily, but the first few episodes are like kind of like establishing some stuff but then they get really into it Mm -hmm. so you do have the show to look forward to yeah the first couple episodes are very like them just kind of taking jokes from the movie and kind of just repurposing a little bit tweaking them a little bit yeah Yeah. for sure 
And then there's also an, a second show that I was trying to find because it's been on for two seasons. Um, it's called Wellington Paranormal. It is a show uh, in yes. New Zealand that is about the two cops that come visit, which is also an incredible scene in this movie. Yes. The two cops come and they're like in the middle of a fight and he hypnotizes them and they're just like, <laughs> they're just pointing out all the code violations in their the house. Detectors? <laughs> they're like, see, that guy's not having a good time. They're like literally <laughs> hunching over the dead body. And this, yeah. this guy's not having a good time, you know, like, oh yeah, he's drunk or whatever. He's passed <laughs> out. <laughs> just like they're, I forgot that they have a show. Is it, is it good? I've been trying to find it online, but it's like really hard because it's, only in New Zealand and not licensed to anywhere else, mm. which is so weird because you'd think that like these two guys are very popular and they are very involved with that show that they would have. Or I guess you can't buy it on iTunes or something like that. It's not there. No, I don't think you can because I tried looking it up. And well, like, I if anyone I listening, find the DVD. I could find the DVD, but I was like, okay, oh, no. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's maybe that's our uh, our Christmas gift to you. No, oh. or or, yeah. or Hanukkah or whatever you know. Kwan- ha- happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. I like Christmaka. It's yeah. mine. Speaking of DVDs, real quick though, I have a yeah. quick story about my experience oh, yes. watching what we do in the shadows because oh, yeah. I bought the Blu-ray off of Amazon and it said on the back, you know, like two hours of bonus features. So I was so excited because I was like, oh my goodness, I can really just dive into how weird they got with this thing. And, you know, I get the Blu-ray and it's in weird packaging. Like the Blu-ray logo is not the official Blu-ray logo. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I put the disc in and there's no features at all on it. So I I watched it still. I was like, okay, well, I already put it in. I might as well watch the thing. And then afterwards, I hit up Amazon support and I was like, um, this is a bootleg, so send me my money back. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah. okay, we can give you a refund. I was like, even if I already watched it, they were like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, works for me. So basically, yes. I got to watch this for free, but I didn't Score. get to enjoy any of the bonus features that they were supposedly advertising. Are you going to so. try and track it down again? Because like, I'm now going to try and track down the legit copy, even though I have to go like buy it at Best Buy or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of maybe looking on Best Buy or something and seeing what I could find there because I was like, I don't trust Amazon with this particular movie anymore. Yeah, Amazon's like, it's so convenient, but like I've seen so many things, not to go too much off track, but like I've seen things where like Yeti, their stuff gets counterfeited on like and sold and Amazon, you know, they're so loose with like checking those people that... And they have like pictures comparing the two products. The thing is, this one was coming from Amazon itself, and it said that it was manufactured. Oh, not by even Amazon. a third party seller. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, what did Amazon do? Like, did Amazon really yeah. manufacture this, or did someone screw them over by putting their name on it instead? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully they got to the bottom of that. But you got to see the movie. Hooray. Yes. And since you guys mentioned favorite moments, I do have to give a shout out to Jackie. Because her entire storyline... Familiar. (laughs) ...is just so, so funny and yet kind of heartbreaking by the end of it. You're like... Yes. I'm Deacon's familiar. (laughs) Yeah, where they're uh, cleaning out all the blood stains from in the (laughs) laundry. (laughs) She's spraying all the blood off of the concrete. (laughs) 
the TV show has a lot of fun with the uh, familiar, familiar character. They yeah. Make them, they oh god, there's a that. nice twist which we won't spoil for you on that one. Yeah, there's there's a fun twist. Um, I'm really excited for it to come back. I watched a bunch of it yesterday. Yeah, it should be soon. It should be soon. There's only been one it. season, right? Only one season, yes. but okay. it is renewed for a second season. Second season starts in mid-April. All right. I have time to catch up at least. So, you know, I know, Jonathan, I've been telling you how much stuff I have that I've been watching, but I will yeah, definitely absolutely. watch the okay. show and we will return for another episode for probably the first two seasons of that. But is there anything yeah. else story-wise that you guys thought really stood out with this? I mean, it's the story elements are more, I feel like, to in the service of the jokes. Yeah. Because it is that's kind of just how these type of movies go, you know, is it's normally like I like the 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 bit of whatever Taika's character is, Viago. Is his name Viago? Yeah. And Viago. His, uh, lost He's very love. pedantic. His uh, his lost love of the yes lady that he tracks down, and then at the end he's married to this very old woman, and he's like, oh, no one call her a cra- cradle snatcher, yeah, or whatever. Four hundred, yeah, he's technically, but like he's he like doesn't. I don't think he understands. Like he's like he he he. She's the one that looks like the cradle snatcher, and mm-hmm. not him. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, he's so old, and the, I mean Peter. Peter's like, even though he doesn't oh, do the anything. Hunter guy is yeah, fun. yeah, the vampire hunter were like, you can't tell everyone you're a vampire. Oh, I know, I know him. Skype me <laughs> or whatever. Like he's like talking. He's just like, oh my god. But then they get invited into the club because of him and <laughs> the jealousy over the same jacket. It's just like these are just normal dudes who happen to be vampires. Yeah, like, I think that um, the if I had one thing to say really about this movie as a whole is that I really like the idea of um you know when at a time like obviously when they were developing miss twilight was like the thing um and obviously had this hold on culture and to just like take the vampire uh mythos and sort of transmute it into like this old like goofy like eastern european slash russian kind of thing and sort of to return it to that but also to juxtapose that with like modern culture yeah. is just so brilliant and really just kind of returning vampires to like something that is more uh i mean they can be anything you can kind of do whatever with them i think that kind of culture kind of burned them very quickly because the whole zombie thing kind of took hold right after that yeah the zombies were everywhere but I, I i like the idea of um what this movie did for for vampires and how it's having this impact where now they're making the show that's a huge hit and then they have like multiple shows and how it's launched like Taika into like yeah, I mean the stratosphere kind of, really it probably was the thing that got him Thor Ragnarok I have yeah. to assume it's the biggest budget thing I think he had worked on at that point he did uh, oh I guess Hunt for, for the, the Wilder People, people. Too, yeah but I would think that I don't know. It's hard to say which one of those movies actually like directly led to it. Probably oh, yeah. maybe more Hunt for the Wilder People, but definitely just as a comedic force, I think it was something that I really realized, oh, this guy is like the guy because I hadn't really separated him. When I was watching Flight of the Concords, I was always like, well, it's them two are the guys. But you realize that actually it's like he's the guy. 
And I think that it's just very fun and an essential watch for even if you don't really love comedy, if you're more of just like a a, a horror genre fan, I think it the way it fuses those is is so good. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you may like the live action Spider-Man movies and not like cartoons, but you should absolutely see uh, Into the Spider-Verse. You know, it's like, that's why it always kind of kills me that like, people think everything needs to be serious. Uh, Like I think uh, another, and it's not the same by any means, but like another interesting movie, if no one's seen it, shout out. uh, If you've ever heard of five second films, they're kind of retired now or semi retired, but they, uh, those are, those are started by two friends of mine, Brian Ferenzi and Dan Hollister. And they have a movie that they kickstarted called dude, bro party massacre three. And uh, there is no Dude Party Massacre, Dude Bro Party Massacre one and two. That's kind of the joke, but it is a <laughs> satire of '80s slasher, like gratuitous violence from the '80s type of stuff. It's very, very funny. It's got a bunch of very interesting cameos in it: uh, Andrew W.K., Larry King, Patton Oswalt, uh, a few other people. It's got Greg. Sus- Sinestra or Sister, the, the guy from uh, The Room, one of the guys from The Room is one of the, the dude bros. It's a fraternity. It's like a fraternity horror slasher film, but highly recommend it. Maybe I can convince Deanna to let us talk about that one someday. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I remember when it came out because I used to watch five second films and I remember that they were making this. It was pretty and funny. It it's it's very funny. wild. Uh, but I mean, doing wrong, not the same thing. I don't want people to go watch that and be like, oh, I thought I would really like this. Would be the same. You know, it's not the same thing. But it's and just saying just in the say, you know, you can like 80s. I know a lot of people that love and like live for old 80s horror slasher films. And it's like almost their brand at this point. And they could still enjoy something like that. You know, because it makes it's still fun to like have things mocked, you know, like Silicon Valley. The reason it was so funny to me was I, you know, I work in the Valley and people have tried with TV shows to make it cool, like Entourage. There was a show like one or two shows, reality, and then one that was like scripted that tried to make it seem cool. And it was just it didn't work. Uh, And it was kind of lame. And then Silicon Valley, the show came along and they just nailed it because they just made a mockery of it. And some people just want to see their stuff made fun of. Like I, if you haven't watched Mythic Quest yet, I think Mythic Quest is another fantastic example of that. Um, very funny. It's on Apple TV, but there's a scene where they introduce a community manager and I, I am a community manager <laughs> and it felt like the character was written for me because she's talking about how she has to deal with angry people all day. <laughs> like she's like hardened, but she comes across all smiley and happy. <laughs> and, uh, if you haven't seen Mythic Quest, definitely you know add that to the list as well, Deanna. You should check it, check it out. But it's not for everybody. But there are things that you know. I think sometimes when they try and make it funny instead and and and, and skewering, it it ends up working so much better. I think that was kind of what Thor Ragnarok did. They took this guy that was always trying to be a serious character and they made him more comedic. Yeah, and that's you know he did that. He does that well. Yeah, I think when you have obviously the the right way to do this kind of thing is obviously to have a deep love and reverence for the material that you are satirizing. And when you are very funny and you do love the thing, it usually goes well because you're able to. Not you're not just making fun of something. You're yeah, you're not punching down. Yeah, you're not just making fun of this. You're not saying you're not just saying how silly this is. You're also like 
this is cool, but it's also ridiculous. And it's very, when you, like a lot of the, a lot of the jokes and stuff are very like nuanced and obviously come from places of like deep thought and caring. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes uh, his brand of humor and this movie and, and other successful mockumentaries like Popstar uh, good. I think this one definitely has more of a DIY feel than Popstar did just because definitely. of sort of it feeling like they were using either iPhone cameras or handheld cameras and just the way they definitely. shot some of the scenes. I was like, you know, this is pretty entertaining just format wise as well. And I think both of you probably know by now, I've, I've definitely been expanding my film horizons here. So if you guys mm-hmm. suggest something, I will probably check it out. Can't guarantee I will like it. But I think this one definitely worked out in everyone's favor for this episode i'm so glad because i had been asking you every single time we record so have you watched (laughs) what we do in the shadows yet no i have it ordered you know and watch it and you did and i'm pleasantly you know i'm not surprised that you liked it just because it is such a great film but you know especially also since you've been i think actually it wasn't even the first film that i told you to check out it was really jojo rabbit was the first time because you and i had discussed something else uh and then i was telling you to check out jojo rabbit and you made the trek i think all the way to like the draft house to see it or something right or it finally came near where you are right i went to draft house to see el camino and that's the only time i have been there Okay, so you, but you did, uh, Jojo Rabbit finally came to like a theater near you that you were able to go see it. Yeah, yeah, I did see that in Colorado Springs. They took a little while longer than some of the other areas like Denver, obviously, but I was very, very glad that I got to watch Jojo Rabbit in theaters because it was just so much fun and so heartbreaking at the same time. And that seems to be a theme with some of Taika's yeah. stuff, you know, especially yeah. like the Jackie character in this. I felt like yeah. that had a similar storyline to a lot of what happened in JoJo, even though they were obviously two totally, totally different stories, which is something I love, but you can kind of... But she does get a happy ending, though. She does <laughs> get a happy ending. Everyone, I feel like in this one, gets a happy ending, at least, you know, where yeah. JoJo definitely took a dark turn for one character, but it, made, yeah. it was perfect for the for the story. It was perfect, and it, and it serviced the story well. And I think you had mentioned something, Mitchell or Deanna, someone mentioned that, like, you know, having a deep love of the source material mm-hmm. is what means you can like it shows in how you satirize it. And I think, mm-hmm. I believe Tycho's Jewish or has some sort of uh, Jewish yeah, descent. half Jewish. I mean, okay. and yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, you know, I, it, you know, I've got, I, I know I've talked about this, but my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. They were in mm-hmm. hiding. And um, I don't know. I really want to try and get my grandmother to watch this, but I'm not going to like force it by any means. <laughs> but I think but, now that it's won an Academy Award, you know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. easier to go to her and be like, hey, we should watch this. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, we'll see what she says. But my, you know, I think he, like he has a deep understanding and appreciation for the culture and what happened and really took a very um, sensitive but funny approach to how he handled it. And I also feel like no- Nazis have become this thing now. It's like what Nazi zombies, like dark, what was it? Uh, like red snow or something there's like a there's a few zombie oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. movies and video games and stuff it's become this thing where it's like a, i think far enough out and you know i think enough people are smart enough yeah be able to access this type of stuff if it's done well if it's done yeah. with some care it's not always good i'm not saying it's like all of those things i just listed are like prime examples but i think they i read that uh jojo rabbit will be be part of like the 
education curriculum for the Shoah Foundation, something oh, like cool. that. Like, like there, it's been officially. Yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to go look that up. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he was he was talking about how like that was one of the biggest deals to him. It's awesome. Yeah, it's because it's a movie. We talked about this last time, but it's a movie for uh, like it's like showing a child's point of view on war, and I think yeah. that it is very good at that because it it comes at the issues from like a from like kind of a childish perspective but i think it's important and good and does a good job at that so if it is something that kids can see and maybe it will have an effect on them and how they view the world and how they uh respect other people and stuff i think that is really important and good I found, and I found what I was talking about. The, it says USC Shoah Foundation partners with Fox Searchlight Pictures to launch Jojo Rabbit Education Initiative. Nice. And so it will be part of their curriculum. Oh, that's so cool. Which is like a very big deal. That was really, 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 really pleasant to hear. So yeah, that uh, rocks. I'm, he's he's just having he's he's having his his time, and I uh, couldn't be happier for him i just every time even watching him talk shit on the macboard keyboards or macbook keyboards <laughs> uh at the uh, press conference thing junket at the end mm-hmm. i was like oh man like he's but P- apple's gonna be listening no question <laughs> that got around to apple <laughs> yeah his next film is called uh next goal wins it's about the um new zealand soccer team that All right. uh tried to get into the world cup it's based on a documentary um it's gonna star michael fassbender elizabeth moss oh um, my god (laughs) army hammer did you say army hammer's in it i did oh boy yeah so that should be really interesting and then obviously after that he is doing the follow-up to thor which is called love and thunder yes so i don't know when these are supposed to come out I know that Love and Thunder is like the end of Phase Four. It's the last film in Phase Four right now. Yeah, that sounds about right. So it's probably like it's probably like 2022. I think he's writing it right now. It says 21, but okay, yeah, then 20, yeah, be the end of 2021 probably. I love how he called out Apple. You know, I I have a laptop from I think late 2014, so I just missed the new keyboards, and I was like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're gonna and they're never gonna live that one down too. Like even though you know all of their new keyboards are gonna be like the new one that's much better. It's getting like everyone loves the new one. it's, they're never going to live that down. People are going to think like that, you know, there's going to be people that think that app, all Apple keyboards are like that now, you know, <laughs> they're going to be like, they're never, you know, it's going to be tough. They'll to be fine. From. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be fine. They'll be like, you know, wiping, you know, their face with dollar bills, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys have any final thoughts on what we do in the shadows? I know we kind of added Taika into the discussion as a whole here, mm-hmm. which I'm always all for doing that, you know, because he's great. And I really want to see more of the stuff that he works on. Obviously, we mentioned the upcoming Thor, but I think he's going to be one of those guys who will do huge projects like Marvel Mm -hmm. movies and then have these indie movies that are kind of supported by the reputation he's built up even more through those, you know, mega millions movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely like... Yeah, he. I mean, he's only done the the one huge movie in Thor, but now he has a second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an episode of the Mal- the Mandalorian, which is also a huge, huge deal. 
Um, and I think he, yeah, is just one of the, I think we're going to, I hope he has a really long career where he gets to do sort of, uh, a lot of different stuff, which it's, is what it's the, and just bring his take to, and his voice to different, um, ideas and films. Cause so far he hasn't really missed. Speaking of voice Antikwatiti, he did voice a character on the new season of Rick and Morty and it's yes, fantastic. He did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Do you want to develop my app? Do you want to develop, <laughs> do you want to develop my app? Yeah, I can't do it, but you know, he's he, I just love listening to him talk. He's just yeah. he's very charismatic and that comes out in his films. He's great on Mandalorian too, his robot guy. Yeah, even <laughs> exactly, even down to IG87 or whoever yeah. it is or, you know, he's not eight not IG88. That's all I remember. He's not the one that we think he is, but mm-hmm. uh uh I love that. I think uh, he's just fantastic. And yeah, I think, you know, obviously what we do in the shadows was my introduction to him. And uh, but still the thing I go and revisit the most, like I love Thor Ragnarok and I can watch Thor Ragnarok. But like, like I said, this is probably in a top five comedy for me, you know, absolutely top 10. If I start, I'm going to like now go and I need to go and I still need to re add a bunch of movies I've seen to my letterbox. I've been kind of bad about it, but um, I've seen so much stuff recently uh, and I've not added it all, but uh, I will, I'm, I'm now <laughs> going to think about that. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm nothing else. I'm attempting to keep a media log on top of, you know, putting things into my apps just so I can like have a look at 2020 as a whole. And the thing I'm doing is I'm kind of keeping track of the movies. I'm only keeping track of my TV backlog, like stuff I got behind on, just because if I tried to keep track of every current thing I watch on a weekly basis, like the random network shows that I watch, like Stumptown or something, I don't feel the need to keep track of that. But I'll probably keep track of like all the streaming stuff that I take in because that's just easier since I'm usually doing a season at a time. And yeah, yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how 2020 plays out from a media consumption standpoint. But I am very glad that I watched What We Do in the Shadows, despite not oh. liking vampire stuff all that much. It, <laughs> I think it's because it wasn't really about the vampire stuff. It was about these people going out and having a fun time making a mockumentary more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I must have been such a fun movie to work on. Just to work with Taika Waititi, like mm. I feel like, <laughs> has got to be such an experience as an actor. Yeah, um, that I'm sure, like just to be a fly on the wall and watch how he directs people would be incredible. We never get to see that type of stuff. But like, if Taika Waititi ever does a master class, I'll 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 get a master class <laughs> subscription just to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would be big fun. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, Mitchell, thank you both so much for coming on to talk about what we do in the shadows. I know you two will be back for the TV show as well once I get my butt in gear and watch that. But we'll probably wait until season two is done just so we can talk about the first two as a whole. I think that'll make more sense. And then if it continues, we can do future episodes as well. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm really hoping second season delivers. I I feel pretty confident, especially watching the first season progress the way it did. I think I think we're going to be I think you're going to like that as well. It's different, Mm -hmm. but it's it's very much even though it's not him directing every episode, it's it's very much done in the it feels like an extension for sure. Uh, So you're going to enjoy it. But yeah, thank you for having us as, as usual. Thank you. 
Of course, before we go real quick, I want to let you know about our Patreon. I recently revamped it a little bit for $5 a month. You can join the Welcome to Geekdom Slack, which Jonathan and Mitchell are both in, and you can talk movies, TV shows, video games, comics with us, and for a dollar a month, you'll get a thank you on the show, and you can just sort of support both of my podcasts in general that way. You can find us on Twitter at Geekdom Pod and Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.